On today's show, we recap the busy weekend for the Toronto Maple Leafs that saw them make a trade and a series of roster cuts as they look to get down to roster compliancy by Monday afternoon. We'll break it all down on today's edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. Today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms uh, of use for details. All right, Dave, uh, you know, NHL roster deadline is set for today, Monday afternoon at 5 p.m. Leafs quite busy on Sunday with a series of moves to get uh, try and get that roster down to its official cap compliant uh, state. We saw a trade go down, a bunch of dudes sent down on waivers. So we'll go over all of that and, uh, you know, what we're looking at still to come over the next 12-ish hours until 5 p.m. Uh, why don't we begin with the trade, though, Dave? That was obviously the biggest news of the day. The Maple Leafs trading forward Sam Lafferty to the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for a 2024 fifth-round pick. Uh, what would you make of this uh, of this deal, Dave? Uh, obviously, we, weren't, we were trying to figure out how this whole cap situation was going to get handled, and Someone kept asking me, like, I'll give the uh, offside hockey talk crew a lot of credit. They were asking me about Sam Lafferty about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And I said, I mean, I wouldn't miss Sam Lafferty if they had to move on from him just because of his salary and the role that he plays. My question was, do you just give him away for nothing? Well, it's clear they didn't want to just give him away for nothing. So getting a fifth round pick, I know sounds underwhelming but when you look at the role he plays fact that he was gonna go on waivers that they couldn't make a trade so you would have gotten nothing from it he likely would have been played by a team like vancouver you 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 think it's for certain that he would have been on waivers if if the trade didn't go through you think that is a certainty i think so i i I do think so like i know that they could they could try to tell teams ah we'll just keep them like it's not worth giving them away for a conditional or a seventh round pick because we know that Vancouver wasn't the only team offering something for Lafferty. I'm sure a lot of GMs were like, we'll give you something, but we're all going to put conditions on it because it's Sam Lafferty, right? And so I meant more more so like Toronto. If they weren't going to get a compensation for him, would they have said, all right, there's no point. He's still a useful fourth line Mm -hmm. hockey player. We could still fit him in. It just might, you know. We're going to have to go and do this with our roster as opposed to maybe doing this with our roster. So I don't know if, if it's 100% certainty that they would have lost him for nothing. Maybe they would have. Maybe they were going to place him on waivers anyways. So getting a fifth-round pick is uh, obviously a much better uh, outcome for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I don't know if it is 100% that they would have placed him on waivers if they just would have went with like plan B in their roster making and probably just would have went with, the 20 man roster that we've always kind of talked about. The only thing that made me 
really think that this was a possibility is looking at the practice lines this week and Lafferty wasn't, you know, first off, he, this guy started camp in a top six role with John Tavares. We knew that wasn't going to last, yeah. but as camp went along, especially near the end there, he was clearly feeling like a bit of the odd man out because he wasn't always skating with regular NHLers. And the fact that he was included in this final preseason game told me they're not they they really are not sold on him being on this roster and look i mean he scored a goal in the game like he's he's he was productive in preseason good audition good audition for the rest of the little show pony for the maple Leafs. yeah i I also wonder if that was a thing too like give him one last game showcase him right and so the thing was it's his salary and that was the only when i was talking to people about sam lafferty making over a million dollars, which is reasonable in many cases, except in the Leaf situation where I think they feel like they can get players that can can produce and play those roles under a million dollars. Yeah. And, and ultimately, yeah, I, I ultimately, I believe that was the case too, where they look at Sam Lafferty and they look at that and he's making 1.15 million. And for a team that's up against the cap, they figure we could probably get, a similar output from, you know, a, a Noah Gregor who is still on a PTO. Potentially, they could sign him for eight hundred thousand dollars or seven seventy-five. Pontus Holmberg's making eight hundred thousand. Bobby McMahon's making seven hundred sixty-two thousand dollars. Like, there's just other players who I think ultimately they realize, hey, we could save like three hundred thousand off of our cap if we just move that guy and instead keep this player. Uh, whoever it may be. I, I I truly believe that this was not a situation where they said, mm, Sam Lafferty, we don't really like him. We don't think he's an NHLer. I think it was honestly a cap move, um, and they figure we could get similar production or just as good, maybe a little better in some cases, if we go in a different direction and keep someone else and get a fifth-round pick uh, for somebody who wasn't necessarily a staple uh, in your plans for this season. I guess you can't uh, you can't be too upset about something like that happening. Uh, so good on uh, Brad True Living pulling the trigger and getting a a an asset for somebody who wasn't clearly part of this team's plans. Nothing of any significance at the very least. I also wonder how much you know Fraser Minton had to play in the role. The fact that I don't think anyone expected for him to push for a roster spot. Now, he, we don't know yet if he's officially made the roster. Uh, we won't know until 5 p.m. on Monday uh, when they have to submit their final you know, paperwork and whatnot, and he'll either be sent back to uh, sent back to Kamloops or he will be on this final roster and maybe get that nine-game you know, look-see to see what he could do. Or potentially, you know, there's a couple other guys. So we can get into more of that uh, in a little bit. We'll discuss what questions we still have about this roster and what it could look like because there's still a couple of moves that have to be made to get cap compliant and to get them down, uh, you know, under 23 men on their roster. So we'll chat about that in a little bit. Some players that were placed on waivers today as well. There's one in particular that we'll all have our eyes on and we'll discuss that on the other side. But first, Dave, how about a word from our show sponsor? Our new one. It's Sleeper. Yep. The NHL season is finally here. Will the Vegas Golden Knights reign supreme again? I love the NHL, and I know you do too. That's why I want to tell you about Sleeper. 
Sleeper is the go-to platform for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you have the chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. And the NHL has never been more exciting than it is now with star players like Matthews, McDavid, Ovechkin, Makar, any other, you know, there's a bunch of stars in the NHL. Simply select more or less based on their stats, such as goals, assists, point saves, and more. Yes, you heard me, Leafs fans. Sleeper offers 100 times the payout, so start paying attention, make the right picks, and you could win big. And make sure you use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's a daily Maple Leaf centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DeSepino, and my co-host Dave Morissuti. Uh, if you're new to the show, it's your first time just stumbling upon us. Uh, we appreciate you giving us a shot, and hopefully uh, you enjoy what we're talking about. Enjoy the conversation. If so, we ask, would you please, you know, leave a thumbs up if you're watching this video on YouTube. Go ahead, subscribe as well. So we got daily videos coming out, daily podcasts, each and every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, we got, you know, it's all Leafs all the time here. We'll keep you locked into what's going on with uh, the Leafs on Locked on Leafs. You can find us uh, wherever you get your podcast from as well for your on-the-go listens. Um, so lots of lots of news coming out. Sunday about this Maple Leafs team. The trade was obviously the most notable one, but then also it was the final day that teams could place their players on waivers um, and have it go through so that they can either go down tomorrow at 2 p.m. where they get claimed and wherever it may be, get themselves cap compliant. So the Leafs made a bunch of cuts today and sent down a bunch of players on waivers. Dylan Gambrell, uh, you had Simone Benoit, Kyle Clifford, William Lagason, Max Lejoie, and uh, of course, the one that we all anticipated and the one that we're all holding our breath on, Martin Jones hits the waiver wire. Um, that's that's really the only one that the Leafs are kind of going to be submitting this claim, submitting this 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 waiver and thinking to themselves, please, please, Lord, just let this let this guy sneak through. Uh, you know what? What what are the odds you think that he does actually sneak through waivers here, Dave? I mean, the one thing I looked at when uh, when Jones was placed on waivers is were there other goaltenders also placed on wa- waivers that teams might consider a better option? Like Colin Delia was placed on waivers. Malcolm yeah. Subban was placed on waivers. I'll take Jones. Over I'm I, like you're starting to see where I'm getting at here, where it's not exactly looking too great, just because not many teams have a Martin Jones to place on waivers too, right? They're not placing a veteran like him on waivers. So, um, I'm just doing one thing. I'm hoping for is not that he gets claimed, because most likely he does get claimed. Let somebody with a higher waiver priority than the Tampa Bay Lightning place a claim on him. <laughs> the last thing you want is for their goaltending. I mean, unless you're talking to some people in Tampa who uh, have kind of liked um, the performances that they've gone from their goaltending throughout the uh, preseason. I mean, uh, I don't. They I don't have to be good. I mean, <laughs> they have one good game. I think Johansson had like that one had a shutout. And then yeah. he was like, then, oh, this might be it. And I was like, nope. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm. 
if Martin Jones gets goes unclaimed, there's a lot of NHL GMs I want to have a have a little chat with. Say what what are you doing here? Well, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Like Martin Jones, the problem here is like this guy when when did he sign with Toronto? Oh, it was like, late in the summer. Like it we was didn't late in the summer, time. right? Exactly. So that's why I kind of look at it and I'm like, if if other teams really viewed him as an NHL caliber goalie who they thought could be their backup, they probably would have signed him and he probably would have had a better market than making league minimum, which is what he had to sign for here in Toronto pretty well. So I'm not necessarily sold that there's many GMs out there who are salivating. There's really just one team, and it's because of injury, right? Like Andre Vasilevsky is going to be out, and they didn't they didn't have a proper backup um, realistically because uh, Brian Elliott, they didn't bring him back, and they're like, okay, we can't afford to bring in another guy apparently, um, and they were just going to roll with like Jonas Johansson and potentially a Hugo Alton fault, uh, you know, a young rookie goaltender but they're not they can't rely on those guys to come through for them um you know early in the season with Vasilevsky's injury that being said Martin Jones would be a perfect stopgap to come in he's been a, a a veteran he's been a starter in the league he could try and get them through a couple of months here keep them in the race uh and, and maybe even still be in contention for the division um if if or when Andre Vasilevsky comes back in December, you know, so that's the only team really that I'm circling. I don't think there's a lot of teams out there that are going to be very interested in Martin Jones, or they probably would have been in the summer. Um, But that is the one team in particular that I do worry about. And if they don't claim him, then definitely I'll be wanting a conversation with Julian Breesbaugh. And I'll be curious to hear the reasoning as to why, he let them pass through, uh, pass through waivers and roll with the goaltenders that they currently have. But outside of Tampa, I'm not sure there's another team that I, I anticipate putting in a waiver claim. I don't think so, unless there's a team that had a injury pop up that we don't know about. Which yeah, I don't think so. Or if there's a team that just like may have a young backup that's waiver eligible or waiver exempt, and they want to throw them down and get a veteran in there instead. That's the only thing I can think of, but. I, yeah, Martin Jones, as you're, you you make a great point, is that this guy was kind of a hanging fruit all summer long and wasn't signed unless he was waiting for the right opportunity, which I don't know how many goaltenders are waiting that long into the summer for an NHL job. So usually you want to get ahead of that as much as possible. So, yeah, I'm curious to see what ends up happening with him. Yeah, so that's that is going to be something that uh, we all will be looking forward to seeing. So at 2 PM is when we hear the announcements of, uh, you know, what happened with the waivers who got claimed and whatnot. So we'll know by 2 PM on Monday, whether or not Martin Jones will remain in the Leafs organization or if he will be elsewhere. An interesting name that did not end up on waivers today was Bobby McMahon. Let's talk about why that's somewhat significant on the other side, as there are still some things that need to be done, still some unfinished business before submitting that final roster at 5 p.m. We'll talk about the decisions that still need to be made on the other side. But before we get into it, let me tell y'all all about one of our show sponsors, and it's our good friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up 
to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need, the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring it home and win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Welcome back into the Lockdown Lease Podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We've got a big-time deadline set today, 5 p.m., on Monday is when the final cap-compliant rosters have to be submitted into the NHL. The Maple Leafs made a bunch of moves on Sunday to get ready to do so. Uh, we spoke about the Sam Lafferty trade already. Talked about all the guys who they sent down on waivers. Um, there's still a move or two that will need to be made for the Maple Leafs. And an interesting one uh, that I, I kind of wanted to talk about because you know, we, we saw all the guys who were sent uh, placed on waivers. One that wasn't, that was somewhat expected to be, was Bobby McMahon. What does Bobby McMahon not being placed on waivers tell you, Dave? He might go, be going on on the IR. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't play in a single preseason game. He saw limited time during practice. I'm just wondering if that's a situation where they didn't place him on waivers because he might be hurt still and they just they could you know push that decision down the road right so that's what that says to me because i don't see how they said oh we're gonna trade sam lafferty wave all these guys and bob mcmahon has made the team and i I know a lot of people are probably wondering if what that means for him too but him not being on waivers kind of confirms that to me yeah it it probably does because you would think that a you know, a couple of the other guys would have been sent down. Uh, I mean, it's not a hundred percent guarantee, I suppose, you know, there's still opportunities for the Leafs to get cap compliant by sending down some of the guys who don't require waivers. Like they yep. could send down Pontus Holmberg if they want to keep, you know, Bobby McMahon around because he's still on the team. As of now, they can send him down at any time. Fraser Minton is a, another guy who they could send down, uh, you know, if they want to keep Bobby McMahon, if he's not going to be sent on IR, but there are still some decisions to be made. And uh, I guess we'll know about McMahon by tomorrow afternoon also because uh, he will be placed on injured reserve. Or if he's not, then he's expected to be on this team's opening night uh, roster slash lineup. But um, Dave, I've got the cap friendly page open of what everything looks like right now. I'm going to pull it up here. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll get a good visual of what we're talking about. Um, if you're listening, we'll try and do our best to describe the moves that uh, that still remain for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let me just pull it up here. Okay. We're good. We got it. Yep. All right. Perfect. So as you can see, currently this roster size is 24 players. And this is currently where the Leafs sit right now. This is everyone they have that still remains on the roster as of now. So uh, everyone from Bertuzzi, Matthews to Tavares, Camp, Easton Camp, they've got everyone, right? Everyone that still remains after today's uh, trade slash waivers. So 
So there's still 24 players left. So at minimum, they do have to move one of these players down to uh, even reach the 23-man roster maximum. But as you can also see up in the right-hand corner, they are also $2.6 million over the cap. So not only do they have to get to 23 and under players, but they clearly have to remove some cap space. And there are some easy-ish ways to do it. So you and I believe that Bobby McMahon most likely ends up on injured reserve, correct? I believe so. Okay, so let's make that adjustment uh, right away. So we'll put Bobby McMahon on injury reserve. By the way, for this exercise, we've gone ahead and actually signed Noah Gregor um, to an $800,000 contract. And, you know, I, I think that's probably the realm in which he would get signed. I realized that was a point I forgot to make is that Noah Gregor can easily replace Sam Lafferty at a much cheaper rate. Yeah, that, that that was what we were talking about earlier, for sure. Like, when you get rid of a guy making 1.15 and replace him with a Holmberg or a Gregor who are making 800000 even Fraser Minton's making just over $800,000, and you save that cap. And that's the reason why, you know, yeah. they, they make that deal. Um, so, currently, as it sits, we've got 2.6. Okay, Easton Cowan. Is Easton Cowan making this final roster? I don't he's, believe so. He's one of the, he's one of the minors. He will be going to uh, to junior. He'll be going back to junior. He'll light it up at the uh, for the London Knights. Hopefully, you and I can get out to a game perhaps and watch him play. I think that'd be a lot of fun to to go see him, whether he's in you know Mississauga or you know somewhere in the GTA. Uh, so, getting rid of that player, okay? We've we've you know we're down to twenty two guys, but still one point seven million dollars in cap space. So there's still some money that's going to have to come off the books here. Um, Connor Timmons is still on this roster. Connor Timmons, I believe, will also begin the year on injured reserve because he did not get waived today. And to me, that suggests that uh, he's got a one-way ticket to, to the IR to start the season. Yeah, there. I don't see him. Uh, uh, we already knew that he's. A, it was supposed to be a week-to-week thing. How much of a week-to-week, we don't know, but... Likely, yeah, he is going to be on IR. And uh, probably LTIR, realistically. I was going to say LTIR because they also got to get that cap off the books. Yeah, so Nat leaves this team with $655,000 in cap. Uh, What they could do if Bobby McMahon is they could technically also put him on LTIR, and that would make them cap compliant. Um, and then be able to have one extra player. And that is the significance of moving on from Sam Lafferty. By moving on from Lafferty, you get that extra $300,000. And clearly you look, that's the difference between being able to keep an extra skater and not being able to keep an extra skater. And this is with the assumption that the Maple Leafs do want to keep Fraser Minton in the fold for the next you know, few games at least. Um, give him a, a nine-game you know, look or maybe less games if, if, you know, they feel like, okay, after three or four, maybe he's not quite ready. Um, But to me, Dave, I think this is what we're looking at for the opening night roster for the Toronto Maple Leafs, what we're seeing here on the screen. Uh, I'll quickly go over the players and then you could give me your thoughts on it. But we're looking at Tyler Bertuzzi, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Max Domi, John Tavares, and William Nylander. Hate looking at that as a as a line, but whatever. We're, we're probably going to end up being that way. Matthew Nyes, Fraser Minton, Callie Yarncroft, 
Noah Gregor, David Camp, Ryan Reeves. Pontus Holmberg is currently the extra forward on this roster. And then Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, Jake McCabe, John Klingberg, Mark Giordano, and Timothy Lilligren on the blue line. And then Ilya Samsonov and Joseph Wall. And again, Jake Muzzin, Matt Murray, McMahon, and Timmons all on LTIR to start the season. And with that, you have a 21-man roster with an extra skater, and you have $106,000 left in cap. So you got under the cap. Um, I think this is what we we kind of see happen. These are the, the, the following moves or the corresponding moves that we'll see happen uh, over the course of the next day or so, Dave. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I can't really disagree too much on that. You know, unless they feel like Pontus Holmberg, they want to give them some time, you know, give him some playing time and they send him to the Marlies. He's like an up and down sort of player at this point going into the season. Uh, the question I really have now, I mean, this is something obviously to look forward to once we know Fraser Minton is actually on the team and what happens after that. But what does that mean for the third center role once they do decide if he's going to go back to juniors? That's going to be, I think, the question. I, I think put Nylander back on at center when that happens. That's it's it's a good question because I think it it, it depends how they want to look at that role. Because look, we saw David Camp do that last year for most of the season. Like up until mm-hmm. they went and they got Ryan O'Reilly, he was the third line center last year. So they could easily have either Camp or Pontus Holmberg be the the, the the three C slash four C and roll with that. If if they want to keep Nylander on the wing, if that's what they decide to do. Um, best case scenario though, this young 19 year old kid, Fraser Minton, is able to stick with the team long term and be that long term fix as the number three center for this team. Because the way that he looked in camp, I think he's earned at least this nine gamer. Um, and hopefully he can extend it and turned it into a, a, a perfectly fine rookie season, a, a member of a very, you know, excellent winning Toronto hockey club. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, anything else about this roster? Uh, was there any surprises, I suppose, or anything you were expecting that didn't happen or like, it pretty much all came together as it. the only difference I think is Fraser Minton threw a tiny wrinkle into things. Yeah. That was about the, the biggest surprise of camp that maybe altered some of what the Leafs were thinking on doing. Namely, I think the William Nylander at center experiment mm-hmm. Minton coming through that maybe put that on pause for a little bit until we find out what this kid's all about. I think so too. And I wonder now when do they make that move with Noah Gregor? Are they waiting potentially to see if there's if they decide to go with an extra defenseman and claim someone off waivers as well? There were Good. some guys thrown on waivers that I, I think I'm curious to see how long they wait with the Noah Gregor situation because they haven't I, even released him from his PTO either. He's still No, they haven't. No, they haven't. And, and, and I think it's a really, you know, it's a really good point. Obviously, if, if there's someone who they believe they would want to go out and sign or go out and, and uh, not sign, but claim on off of waivers, maybe that does, you know, they do wait until after 2 p.m. to see how things shake out there with the waiver process before making, uh, before making that signing. Um, but regardless, 
it'll get done before five o'clock. I mean, I, I think Noah Gregor's on this team. I really do. I think he's going to be on this team. And, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, hopefully he has a pretty solid season for the Maple Leafs. I thought that he played excellence throughout training camp. I think he earned a spot for sure. He was killing penalties and, you know, doing his thing. Right. So I think that he'll get rewarded with a contract. And, uh, I think right now, the only thing that we got to be worried about is will Martin Jones clear or will he get claimed? That's the biggest worry. I think the Maple Leafs will have, uh, between now and trying to get cap compliant by 5 p.m. Yeah, I'm going to be refreshing the, well, the Twitter once the insiders give us that uh, we report. I think it's going to be a busy one for uh, a lot of teams tomorrow for sure. Could be, could be, could very well be. Did you see that Lassie Thompson got (laughs) sent down again? Yeah, so that means the uh, the Senators have first dibs on that, right? They do, they do. I mean, I they play small waivers. I don't know if they they're in a pickle too right now, right? And trying to figure out Shane Pinto with Josh Norris out too, and still not ready to play. Yeah, locked on sends. Got a little bit of a sticky cap situation yourselves. I thought just the Leafs had cap issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See how things change when you finally get good players. You have to pay them. They just didn't have any good players forever. Now they do. Now they got to pay them. Now they realize, oh wait. This, this is tough to pay guys all this much money uh, and still build around them. Uh, anyways, yeah, so we'll see what final roster moves do get made by 5 p.m. today. We'll reconvene tomorrow, um, and we'll uh, you know, we'll go over the moves once again, and we'll see exactly what happened. And then, buddy, it's go time come Wednesday. It is go time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the NHL season starts tomorrow, too, so we're going to have to kind of do a little – NHL preview. We'll have to go through division winners and playoff teams. So we'll have a bunch of stuff to do over the next couple of days. Our over-under segment we're going to have to do as well for the Maple Leafs over-under. So uh, maybe we'll have a couple extra videos and podcasts out over the next uh, two or three days. So keep an eye out for all of that wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you hit the little notification bell up on YouTube too so you know exactly when we're dropping uh, new videos uh, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast though i'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show you can subscribe to the lockdown these podcasts on all podcast platforms and receive daily leaves content follow myself on twitter at mickey underscore canuck follow dave at d underscore more suity follow the show as well at locked on leaves go ahead smash that like button if you're here on youtube that'd be greatly appreciated let us know down below are you happy with the sam lafferty trade are you happy with how things shook out throughout training camp uh, what was your favorite storyline from training camp? Let us know down below in the comments section. We'll be back with another episode for y'all tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.